This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And a good Saturday evening, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, along with J. Doc M. Joe Krause. We continue to be the format. We continue to be the voice box for the labor community around the Delaware Valley. We're social distancing. I'm coming to you from my studio. J. Doc's uh, joining us uh, from his studio. And two great guests tonight as we kick off the show. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. J-Doc, all yours, sir. Thank you, Joe. Uh, on a night where we've got a great a Boilermakers Union special, uh, on a night where America should be celebrating the launch of the first Americans in space since 2011 with the launch of uh, SpaceX, to which we say congratulations, we are instead watching the destruction and burning of many, Americans, many of America's cities, including our own. The tragedy is that for a brief time, a brief moment, America was completely focused and united against the violence and criminal actions that killed George Floyd. People of all races, creeds, and social classes are infuriated about what happened to him. And kudos to the police, the good police, that have rightfully condemned the criminal actions of the cowards who killed the defenseless man on the streets of Minneapolis. He was calling the officer sir and calling out for his mother, for God's sake. Yes, protest is all right. But make no mistake about it, two wrongs don't make a right. And the violence and destruction being committed in our city right now completely contradicts the message. In fact, protesting violence with violence completely uh, defeats the message. So I'd like to to send thoughts and prayers to the family of George Floyd and ask that in his memory, anybody who's out there doing the wrong things right now, please stop the violence and ask for a brief moment of silence and honor of the memory of George Floyd. Thank you. And as we transition uh, to our show, as difficult as it may be, the show must go on. And we have a fantastic show with a lot of incredibly important issues. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guests. Again, it's a Boilermakers Union special. Uh, We have a lot to talk about. Uh, We have uh, John Bland, a business manager, Boilermakers Local 13 in Philadelphia. We have Jim Chu, Boilermakers Local 28, business manager, New Jersey. And Sean Steffi, business agent, Boilermakers Local 154 from Pittsburgh. Gentlemen, how are you? Very good. Good. Great to have you guys. Um, Like Joe Krause said, we're all social distancing uh, to our listeners. Uh, We're all calling in from different areas. So, uh, you know, you know, excuse us. Uh, we're doing the best we can. But we got a, a fantastic show. And my, my good friend John Bland um, of Local 13 here in Philadelphia um, is the one who uh, organized this show. There's so many uh, uh, important uh, issues we got going here. Uh, John, if, if, if you would, um, to open up the, the show, um, tell our listeners. And you're going you're gonna to be hearing uh, the term Reggie a lot. Um, Tell our listeners what Reggie is. 
Uh, Reggie is a regional greenhouse gas emissions. It's a cap and trade uh, policy program. It's more or less to me, it's a tax. Uh, Governor Wolf is uh, pushing for the Reggie greenhouse gas emission. That's his executive order that he's pursuing. Uh, the demise, I mean, Sean Steffi, myself, we met with the governor a few times over the last quite a few months, and we don't see any good coming out of this personally. We've researched it quite a bit. Uh, the other states that are part of Reggie, we've looked at them. Uh, we're going to lose a lot of work. Uh, and and, I'm and, and having, all. having said that, I want to bring Jim Chu into the conversation. Um, Jim, in, in New Jersey, they're, call, they're calling it, you know, they're calling it's it's Reggie, but what are they calling it? It's 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 the governor's. Uh, uh, well, what is it? The what what is yes, it called, yeah, Jersey? Well, yeah, Governor Murphy has basically deemed it. Um, it is Reggie, but he's deemed it uh, basically his clean energy policy, um, and, and that's to rid all fossil fuels from producing energy uh, here in the state of New Jersey by uh, 2020, 2035, Excuse me. And uh, it, it, it's actually wreaking havoc on not only the boilermakers' trade, but the steamfitters' trade and, and the ironworkers' trade and, and other, other uh, you know, uh, building trades in our area. And, and it's, it, it's about to put a lot of us out of business. What's interesting is it's a we're going to have a discussion uh, about it, 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 it has actually a lot of myths involved here. So, in other words, we're, uh, you know, they're talking about switching our state's primary energy sources from fossil fuel to wind and solar energy. And uh, when they when they say clean energy, and this is really important because to the listeners, I've been educated here. Um, there's a lot of, in my in my opinion. Um, you know, misdirection going on here. A lot of, um, you know, when you hear clean energy, you think, oh, you know, what what would possibly be wrong? In my opinion, um, some some deception here. Uh, let me let me bring into the into the program, uh, Sean Steffi. Sean, how are you, sir? Good, good, buddy. So, having said, uh, you know, we're talking about Reggie, uh, and and it, it, Jim just mentioned the amount of jobs it would it's going to affect. And we're going to get into, of course, jobs are what we do. But the bottom line is, it's also going to, you know, it's, it's going to wreak havoc on, on, on the environment as well. But let's talk about the jobs for a second. How will Reggie affect Pennsylvania and union good-paying jobs? Okay, Joe, it's pretty simple. I just want to back up a little bit because Pennsylvania is the second largest net supplier to energy and electricity to the other states. And we're also one of the top three producers of electricity generation in the nation. So our governor wants to join the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, Reggie, with the New England states, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, and Delaware, all that are importers of electricity. Okay? Now, we have been blessed with an abundance amount of coal and gas in Pennsylvania, especially in southwestern PA. We have three of the largest coal-fired power plants in Pennsylvania. And this, Reggie, if implemented by executive order by our governor, will shut these plants down and anything that has to do with electricity generation. This makes us totally different than every other state that's involved in, the, in Reggie. This will eliminate tens of thousands of jobs, millions of dollars in tax revenue. This will shut school districts down. This will devastate, especially my area, western Pennsylvania. 
because these are the jobs we count on. This is what we've been doing for generations. And it's interesting because recently we have a, a South Philadelphia refinery that was shut down. And, and John, you and I, uh, we, we, you know, we've had several conversations on this. You joined us on the broadcast in, in representation of your members. Um, it, it, it sounds almost exactly uh, what happened you know, here in Philly with that particular situation. It absolutely makes no sense. This, this economy here in, 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 on the East Coast had lost so much money. And, in fact, that fight was almost confusing. Because if I, John, wasn't it correct that that particular refinery was sold to the lowest bidder and there was almost nobody that stood up for the working people? It was absolutely confusing. Uh, is, is this deja vu all over again here, John? In, in, you know, and, and what the heck is going on? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I wasn't in that room with auction, but everybody said it was on rounders. It went to the lowest bidder. Now, I don't know the details, um, but maybe I'm not sure if everybody had their ducks in a row, but it's devastating to the Philadelphia area. Uh, right now, the, lose, the loss of the South Philly refinery, I mean, that's hundreds of thousands of man hours, not just from local 13 boilermakers and my sister locals that always helped me out with manpower, but all the other trades. I mean, Joe, it's kind of devastating that we're not working together. And I was going to touch on it a little later on, but the refinery itself, there's going to be, there's going to be more industry shutting down around Philadelphia probably because some of the chemicals that came out of the PES refinery, they fed, that was a feedstock for some of the chemical plants in the Delaware Valley. They're going to be crippled if they have to get that product shipped in. It's not well, They said that with, with, with the PES uh, refinery alone, up to 30,000 uh, workers uh, were affected, uh, the loss of their jobs. And also the, the analysis that was done estimated that over, for every 100 refinery jobs, um, the economic output will be reduced by $1 billion, $15 billion, uh, you know, since it's been shut down. I mean, where, uh, you know, the economy, uh, do we have that much? Are we doing that well? And uh, this was, by the way, this was pre, pre-COVID-19. I mean, it's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. And when we talk about uh, the, the loss of man hours, and, and, and man, I appreciate what you guys do for your members, um, in, in your case, John, a lot of your members, had, and I'm assuming this is with, with all three of your, your, your locals because you just, you just cover, I mean, I know that Jim, Jimmy Chu, you represent the entire uh, state of New Jersey. Um, y- your members are, 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 are traveling. When he, you know, I know, in, John, how many of your members are out of state now? Right now with the COVID-19, uh, I have probably 400 guys out of work. Nobody's really working right now. Nobody's been called back. Uh, before COVID-19, I had guys working in Alaska. I had guys working in South Carolina. I had over 125 guys working in Pittsburgh at the cracker plant. Uh, yeah, because the Delaware Valley, the industrial beltway, they decided that the environmentalists want to shut everything down. That's what I'm looking at. Uh, and we were, you know, and it's ironic. I'm sorry, but, yeah. you know, here in Philly, we're going through hell right outside our own front doors in the city of Philadelphia. It's completely ironic because I know what we went through down in, in, in South Philly with the PES refinery where, where environmentalists who live nowhere near uh, South Philly coming in from out of town, telling our people 
what, what, what dangers they, they've been living in those, there, in those neighborhoods. And our, and our refinery and, our, and all the workers and all the safety workers uh, put safety at a premium. But these people were coming uh, out and handing out and screaming and doing rallies and all this crazy stuff. And nobody supported the working people. So what we're going to do is let, me, let us pay some bills here, guys, uh, and, and, and we'll come back, and we'll, we're going to continue our uh, discussion. We'll have more from Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor after the break. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. Today's program has been pre-recorded. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. Back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Stay with us every Saturday. We continue to be live and local every week on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. J. Doc, great conversation uh, going on tonight uh, with our two very, very special guests. So um, we've been very fortunate uh, to, to have the leadership of the uh, Boilermakers Union uh, across PA and, and uh, New Jersey. We have actually John Bland uh, Jimmy Chu and, and Sean Steffi uh, uh, representing Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and Philadelphia, respectively. Uh, fantastic show. Uh, a lot of, lot, of, lot of conversation here. A lot of really unique. Uh, you know, we're talking about uh, the, the myths of switching our state's primary energy sources from fossil fuel to wind and solar energy, the, so, the so-called clean energy uh, policy. And, and, and it's really not all that clean. Uh, let me bring you know Jimmy Chu in. Jim, let, let's let's talk about um, you know how solar. There's issues with solar panels. Uh, there's there's issue, uh, and it's not as clean as people may think. Could you kind of elaborate on that? Sure, Joe. Um, basically, it's a matter of not disclosing all the facts, and 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 these specialty groups want you to know only what they want you to know uh, to advance their their ideas. And basically, and I'll just give you a little rundown. Um, when, when you're manufacturing a, a solar panel, uh, the, the products that are used, and number one, you need fossil fuels to, to, to manufacture them, but some of the greenhouse gases that are given off during this manufacturing process, and forgive me if I, uh, I mispronounce some of these names because they're quite hard, nitrogen trifluoride, uh, sulfur hexafluoride, uh, these are some of the most potent greenhouse gases, and they are many times greater, have an impact on global warming than carbon dioxide. So you have that factor right there that would have to make you raise your eyes on where's this going. Now, true, when they're, when they're, you know, when they're operating, uh, they, they sit there. So that's, that's a good part about them. There's no doubt. Uh, and then you're faced with, their lifespan basically being um, 15 to 20 years, which you would have to replace them. Uh, when, a, when a typical natural gas-fired plant, uh, 30 years, 40 years, depending on how well they're maintained. Um, there's other factors in here that these minerals that they need to uh, produce these panels are, are basically mined from, some, uh, from the, the country of Africa in these mining facilities where these workers are forced to work in not much less than a, than a work prison camp to, to get this product out. Um, 
and then you're faced with, you know, when you, when it's time to dispose them, when they're done their life, um, where are we disposing these things? They got a lot of bad stuff in them. Um, you can't bury them. Uh, you know, can you burn them? Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it, it, it's quite a, quite a situation that I believe we're going to put ourselves in down the road, you know, and, uh, I just, in my head, I, I just can't understand how all these factors outweigh having a natural gas plant that meets all EPA uh, clean air rules and have the latest technology and they're so efficient. I do not understand why we are taking ourselves away from a total package energy policy with everything at our disposal and, and, and just throwing away fossil fuel. It's absurd. And, and and there are people opposed, yeah, and, and Sean, there's a number of people that are opposed to, to uh, Governor Wolf's executive order uh, for PA to join Reggie. Can you kind of elaborate on that? Yeah, Joe. I mean, for one, to get, if anybody who's interested, we have an alliance, and John Bland is part of it in Pennsylvania. It's the yeah, PA Power Jobs Alliance. It has all the locals, the PA building trades, all of us are opposed. Politicians, bipartisan, are opposed. But I just would like to backtrack just a little bit of what Jimmy said. The solar panels that nobody realizes in, within the first couple months when they're sitting there in their solar farms, all the cadmium and lead washes out of them PV panels. To put that in perspective, 1.8 million uh, panels have over 100,000 pounds of cadmium and lead that wash out. Now, you might think that's a large number, but just to come up with 60 or 70 megawatts, you'll need 250,000 solar panels. And we're putting them in, in prime farmland in Pennsylvania right now and taking that up, and we're putting hazardous waste right into the soil, and it's proven. The recycling part of it, we can't, they have no answer for it. It's already a problem. The other countries already know it's a problem. China, Japan, Germany, they have recycling problems. It's devastating them right now because it's hazardous waste. But there is a whole litany of us that are against the green energy. I mean, there's a place for it, but we have to work together, and we've got to come up with a solution. We can't eliminate fossil fuels. And anybody that thinks we can, they're in dream world. It's not going to happen. So let's why, start using technology. Sean, Sean, why does it have to be all or nothing, right? I mean, you know, at this point, it's, it, it's almost confusing on, on you know, obviously there's deception. Just by the name, yes. you know, you know the Clean Energy Policy, the Clean Energy Act, and all those things, um, it, it reminds me of right to work, right? Who would be against right to yes. work? Anybody who knew anything about it, that's who. So, I mean, it's, it's a yes. deceptive term. <laughs> And they, they, they basically want to clear out the fossil fuel industry and bring in the solar panel industry. Uh, you know, uh, uh, John Bland, tell us what happened in Puerto Rico in regards to the solar panels when they had the hurricanes there. Well, you figure, you know, like I said, we just talked about the, the toxic chemicals that were made with solar panels. Well, first of all, you're talking about cadmium telluride. It's uh, severely bad for your lungs. Silicon, tichloride. And I apologize for beating up that. Uh, that kills plants, animals, and wildlife. Uh, but if you want to take a look at Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, the national, the nation's largest solar farm, responsible for 40% of the island's solar energy. During that one hurricane, they lost most of their solar panels. They can't even find them. And if you want to talk about another one also, Joe, 
If you want to talk about a tornado in California in 2015 that broke 200,000 solar panels at the South Carolina South California solar farm, where, where, where did all that chemical go? Nobody even wants to talk about that. Where is the environmentalist reporters reporting on this, how bad this is? And, and, and you mentioned it, uh, you know, in a conversation we had. Why all of a sudden, after all these years, are environmentalists, you know, co- conflicting with workers? There used to be, uh, like you mentioned, there used to be a, a uh, kind of a protocol where, um, you know, you'd work together to find a solution on something. Uh, now it's a big political bait between environmentalists and industry uh, with the workers in the middle. Uh, that's got to be a major frustration. Yes, yes, it is, yeah. Joe. And and like I said, uh, uh, you're right. I mean, I'm not a young man. I'm not a. I'm not an old man. But I can tell you right now, uh, I remember the problems in the '70s, late '70s, early '80s, and you know we had problems with acid rain and different things. Uh, but the environmentalists, engineers scientists we got together they didn't turn around and say shut that down we came up with precipitators bag houses catalyst recovery units we fixed a problem you know if you want to talk about the chemical plants there was problems with water you know chemicals going into the ocean or going into a river we came up with a water treatment system we came up with a water recovery closed loop system we covered all the bases we can work together not just one one environmental group or something pushing an agenda saying shut it down all right gentlemen uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna pay some bills and then uh, you know we're gonna come back uh and have more discussion with the leadership of the boilermakers union uh we'll have more from saturday night live with philly labor after the break Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. Today's program has been pre-recorded. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, this is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Shout out to Jim Stevenson of Chapman Ford on the Boulevard, J-Doc, the only gentleman in the Delaware Valley who has unconditionally supported the entire union community for what is now 36 plus years. If you're a member of the AFL-CIO, if you're a member of any local or a family member of any local, get in touch with Jim Stevenson. That's Chapman Ford on the Boulevard, one of our great sponsors, Jay Doc, and just a great person uh, in life. Absolutely, Joe. Uh, Jimmy Stevenson, uh, get to know him. He's the best. He's been uh, supporting labor for 36 years. He's only 35 years old. Don't know how that happened, uh, but he looks great for his age. Um, having said that, uh, uh, just announced that uh, the mayor has a curfew uh, that that is in effect at 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, you know, going through 6 a.m. Uh, you know, so if anybody's listening, and you know, uh, and I know what you know, our, our law-abiding citizens uh, will, will understand that. I, I I pray that everybody out there um, respects everybody and 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 understands that violence, protesting violence, violence is not the answer. Um, welcome back to uh, to our Boilermakers Union uh, special, uh, featuring uh, featuring our, our great uh, leadership of the Boilermakers Union across. PA and and uh, and New Jersey, uh, John Bland, Jim Chu, and 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 Sean Steffi, and uh, Jim, if you would 
kind of elaborate on on what is behind this movement that again uh, doesn't seem to make sense. Like what happened here at the refinery in South Philly, uh, what it, it literally made no sense economically and certainly with jobs made no. What's behind you know this movement? Uh, you know, it's going to put so many per- workers out of work. I, I I have the answer to that, and okay. and what I see is going on here is there are, there is a bunch of specialty groups that use their super PAC funds to sway some of our politicians to advocate for their ideas. Now, that is not the way the system was set up, and fortunately, in this state here, we have Stephen Sweeney. Uh, who he gets it? He understands what's going on. He's oh, he's by the way, he's one it. of us. By the way, Steve's yes, Steve's he, a, a, a yes, working yes. man, a leader of the Iron Workers Union, three ninety nine over there in Jersey. So he knows what working people are all about. And I say thank God for him because without him and a few of his constituents in there that fight the fight every day, we would be a hell of a lot worse off. And. uh and that's and that's really what I see going on. You got these specialty groups that are getting all the attention. They're using their super PAC funds, um, and and they, and they they're very passionate people. I have to give that to them. But their ideas are not the majority's ideas, and for some reason they keep getting all the publicity uh, and, and all the attention. And and I for the life of me, I just can't understand it. Are I we really talking can't. about environmentalist type groups? That, we're um, talking about yes, sir. Yes, we're we're talking yes. about your C clubs. Uh, if you ever seen them come out to rallies, um, you know we act in a professional manner when when we're out, you know, advocating for our stuff. We we abide by the law. We do what we're supposed to do. These people, I've been at rallies. They are, and I, I hate to say this, but they're sometimes they get to the point where they're not much better than what you see in that far left that's going on in the city of philadelphia right now you know what? And, that, and that's what we talked about they 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 uh, represent the fringe but i'll tell you and, and 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 john you remember what was going on when 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 we were working so hard and trying to get the word out uh, you know from the refinery guys guys i don't know if i had the number right but when the fire hit the refinery the pes refinery in in philadelphia down in south philly uh, and they shut the whole thing down except for like 30 people, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of members and, and workers out, out of work. There was only one unit down out of like 32. And, you know, you're sitting there, it's mind-boggling. And, of course, uh, a lot of our political leaders just sat down. It was like crickets. And, and when I asked that question, uh, individuals say, well, like you just said, Jimmy, uh, those individuals on the fringe that are out there right now, Probably not representing anybody in the communities of Philadelphia or probably Minneapolis or all that. These, that's the crazy thing. I mean, you know, there used to be a day when, when, you know, there was an injustice and the community jumped up and there was protests. And if it got violent, it got violent. Not that, not that that was right, but it was at least the people in that community. Okay, these are organized people. These people are organized. It's like almost like they do it for organized thugs, if you will. And down in South Philly, and if you remember this, John... We, you know, what the, the, what I heard was okay. Those those fringe uh, individuals that are so extreme, um, 
those are the individuals that are the, the, their their mouths are the biggest. They're screaming the loudest. They're they're going insane. Normal middle class people, are, you know, aren't typically like that. And so uh, I guess they were making the politicians nervous, and therefore a a a, a, a refinery that was generating billions and billions and billions of dollars and thousands of thousands of jobs closed and was sold to the lowest bidder. It's absolutely ridiculous. John, you know, elaborate on that if you would. Thank you very much. i tell you what, it's ridiculous. So first of all, I'm so tired of, like I said, we talk about the environment. Environmentalists, they put so much pressure on the representatives. Now, they're caving in. Everybody thinks they're 100% right. They're not listening to both sides. We still need the product. And the other thing, too, Joe, is... I'm getting a little off track, but we need the product in Philadelphia still. That product's getting shipped in. Yeah, and now it's, getting, it's brought manager, in from overseas told, now. Uh, as a business manager, I told you that earlier, I got to look for work for my guys. And I sent guys to Pittsburgh, Alaska, and other places. You know, the one, the one contractor actually called me and said, John, I may have a job in India. So I said, well, let me know what it is. So he calls me back. It's a refinery. I don't know anything. They don't have any OSHA standards. No right. EPA regulations. And then when I did digging into it, they're sending their product to the Northeast. So we just killed the jobs of Philadelphia, and I got to send my guys overseas possibly if they wanted to go. Right. And, and they send the product home. Something's not jiving Right. Here. Guys, it's not We're like not we have an together. obsolete – it's not like we have an obsolete energy source here. That's not going on. We're, we're shutting, and that's an in, it, 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 it's infuriating to think that we're shutting down. Uh, and and, and if, am, am I right, John? You you had mentioned earlier when we were talking, PA sells power to other states. Is that correct? Yeah, yes, I we're think Sean's the leading exporter. Yeah, and, uh, I'm, yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Sean. Yes, we're the leading exporter in the nation of electricity. And then I'd just like to tell you another thing. The Reggie has 10 states. None of them belong to the P. Uh, they all belong to the PJM. They're all importers of electricity, mainly from us. There's two other states that will not join Reggie, West Virginia and Ohio. So they moved the goalposts for us in Pennsylvania. They're going to pick, they're already picking up on their power generation right across the border. They're going to, it's not going to do anything for CO2 emissions. Only thing it's going to change is our unemployment numbers. We're going to lose good-paying jobs, $100,000 a year blue-collar jobs for energy efficiency jobs and green jobs that only pay $23 an hour. And you want to talk about jobs, I mean, we can tell you what gas plant will produce, how many jobs, how many good union-paying jobs, how much tax revenue is going to go there. Not one of these green jobs, nobody's telling us this is going to create 1,000 jobs. Right. This is going to create $2.5 million to the community. It's just this is absurd what's going on in our state right now. I mean, it's actually infuriating. And and Jim, you you mentioned, uh, you know, and when, during our conversation earlier before the show, and, and when we were putting this itinerary together, that you know that that there's a place, you know, there, there's a place for you know for the wind and the hydro and nuclear and, and fossil fuel, to, you know, in, in in PA. But it's not all or nothing. You know, it's 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 got to be a combination. Yeah. Exactly, Joe, and, and, and believe and in me, I'm not, too. Against, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not against wind, solar, hydro, fossil fuel, obviously, but uh, the, the problem, what I see going on here, is, is we're going to rely on one source, or two, maybe wind, you know, if that ever kicks off, but uh, 
what happens? These things only survive because of the subsidies that the government's given them. That's been proven in Germany. Once the subsidies stop, the profits stop. And then who's going to get left holding the bag? It's going to be the consumer who's going to be left holding the bag when this is done. And I'd just like to give a little fact here for the listeners, because this is a very interesting fact, that pound for pound, one uh, uh, solar uh, plant, one megawatt needs, basically rule of thumb is one, eight, one acre for one megawatt, right? So in order to, to produce 250 megawatts of power, you would need 250 acres, right? That's easy math. The typical natural gas-fired uh, electric facility needs approximately five acres to produce the same megawatt output. So the common sense reality should be, what are the effects environmentally of producing that many solar panels, disposing of that many solar panels to achieve, to achieve the same result? With that in mind, you would think that with all the technology and efficiency that these uh, natural gas uh, power plants have and, and meeting EPA standards, you would think this is a no-brainer. And, and I just can't for the life of me figure out what's going on here. I mean, it's important that we educate the general public because it seems like, and by the way, guys, I mean, I, John Bland, uh, we, you know, two weeks ago when, when he was on the broadcast with, with uh, Pat Eiding and John McNesby and, 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 and company, um, we, we had a little conversation before planning the show. He, he laid down about seven issues, and I, I literally said to Joe Krause, I said, Joe, we got to do a whole show with this guy because there's so many issues out there that people aren't aware of. And it's, 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 it's a myth and it's deception. And it's important that we educate people on the fact that clean energy, in, in, as defined uh, by the solar panel uh, you know, situation in the wind, is not, you know, it's, it's not uh, issue-free by any stretch of the imagination. And, and we already have a great situation. Why not make it better? Right now, and, 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 I, and I'll, I'll go to, to Sean on this, uh, you know, we're going to lose a ton of the tax base here. We already supply, we, we're supplying other states with energy. We're giving away an entire energy and being replaced by almost, you know, we don't even know what we're being replaced by. Yes. And, and let's just not forget one thing. All the renewable energies are an intermittent, unreliable source of energy. They cannot be dependent on. When the wind's not blowing and the sun's not shining, they're not working. They have Solar panels have about a 20% efficiency. If your cell phone only worked 20% of the time, you'd throw it in the garbage or your computer. And just some other facts. The, the Reggie states, all New England, New York, Jersey, they have the highest electricity prices in the country. They're not even close. They're double the national average. Pennsylvania is below the national average right now, commercial, residential, and industrial. So we all know what just happened with this pandemic, that we got to bring manufacturing back home to Pennsylvania, and we can entice these people here with low energy prices. They're not going to come to a state that is going to add that much on electricity prices. We can help. We can bring manufacturing back right here to Pennsylvania, along with being a leader in the fossil fuels and electricity generation, and we're handing away with one guy's decision. Our governor is making this decision and not going through the legislation. Wake up, Pennsylvanians. Wake yes. up. Wake up, New Jerseyans. Wake up, Pennsylvanians. We can't, 
we, 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 we're giving away. We're giving away an entire industry. We'll have more from Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor after the break. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTSE Local 8, District 1199C, and the Newspaper Guild. Today's program has been pre-recorded. The right-wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk there. <laughs> God bless you. And welcome back, everyone, to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, presented by Pond La Hockey, powered by our good friends at the Sinesta Hotel, fueled, of course, by Jim Stevenson of Chapman Ford on the Boulevard and heavily supported by Teladoc. J-Doc, as you roll into the final segment of the big show, this is the final broadcast for Saturday Night Live in the month of May 2020. All yours, brother. Thank you, Joe. Uh, I want to give a little shout-out to all our union leadership throughout the Delaware Valley and our, and our union members across Philly, Pittsburgh, and the great state of New Jersey. Um, we're going into the last set, guys, and, and uh, like Joe said, and uh, one of, obviously, primary, uh, you know, is, is, is Tuesday. Politics, a big deal here, and, you know, it's and, 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 and organized labor, it's, it's, it's our lifeline. And one of the things um, that John Bland and I talked about, um, you know, what you, you know, what, what do you tell your union uh, members? Uh, you know, how important is it for them to get out there and, and not only vote but be involved in the process? Uh, and John, if you would elaborate, uh, but during this time, in some cases, it's it's hard to tell them who to support because you got so many things coming at you from so many different directions. You got it, man. Joe, before, uh, sorry, Doc, before I start that one, I just wanted to elaborate one thing on what uh, we talked about windmills first. Sure. Uh, first of all, Jimmy Chu mentioned about windmills in Germany. Germany pulled the plug on windmills last year, subsidies. Apparently, Germany's got the highest electricity prices in the nation, worldwide, should I say. Uh, apparently, it was too erratic on the grid. There was many other issues, Minnesota, Dakota. Uh, they had major issues with Stopping the windmills stopping when there was ice vortex came through. They basically had to revert back and rush to get fossil going again. Uh, falling back to your comment on oh, wait, 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 before, before we before we go into the politics, let me just get this straight because I I heard Sean say this and I want to just are you telling me? I mean, in the, I want to make this the simple down to the simplest equation. Are you telling me that we're giving up the fossil fuel industry? For a solar industry, where the the windmills, it, this this sounds too crazy, they could actually stop and stop generating power during the winter or during the summer, and and if somebody's air condition or somebody's heater may not be working. Absolutely, one hundred. Absolutely, that is nuts. I, I mean, I'm, I I heard you say it, and I'm like, wait, because it makes sense. I mean, on a on a still day. What blows a windmill? I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not a rocket science or anything like that, but you're telling me that we're giving, a, giving away our power source, a large portion, if not all of our, uh, a large portion, or if not all of our power source, um, for something that could not, may not work. How many percent of the time is that, guys? Well, if you, if you want to pick it up, if you take a look at uh, windmills, uh, if you want to put a windmill in the Philadelphia area, First of all, the kick-on speed for a windmill is six to nine miles an hour. If it goes over 50, 55 miles an hour, they have to lock them down or they're going to explode. So the average wind speed in Philadelphia 
I would say that windmill may start moving two or three months out of the year because the average wind speed in Pennsylvania, oh, I'm sorry, Philadelphia area, uh, at the highest peak is going to be February to March, and that breaks 9.2 miles an hour. The rest of the year, you're under the average, so you're at a whim if it's going to keep going. Wow. That's incredible. So, so, Joe, just put something into perspective, and you'll notice. When it gets real hot and humid and stagnant, when you need electricity more, there's no wind, right? That means them windmills ain't working. And they That's only crazy. produce 2 megawatts per windmill. So to produce 1,800 megawatts, which is one coal-fired plant, you'll need 900 uh, windmills. And that's just an intermittent source energy. You can't even really, you know, say it'll work all the time and give you that much electricity. That's it crazy. Does, it isn't an hour, it's, it's a pipe dream. That's hey, crazy. Hey, Joe, Jim Chu. Go ahead, Jim. I'd like, I'd like to uh, just, I know we're running out of time here. We're getting close. And I'd like to just say one thing to your listeners. Educate yourself so that you can make a very informed decision on your own and stop allowing these specialty groups to make the decisions for you. Absolutely, man. That, that is, and I think what happens is as, as, as middle-class Americans, we're so busy working for a living, things get by us. We get the wool pulled over our eyes, like, you know, tons of times. And then we don't find out that until it's too late that we just gave away an entire industry. And now someday, you know, I'm not trying to exaggerate, but you know, it's 95 degrees, and all of a sudden you have no energy. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Having said that, Tuesday's yes. Tuesday's the primary election, and and John, you would, you and I mentioned you're like, you like you said to me something really poignant, and that is I don't know who to tell my my members to to support because you're getting hit from exactly. so many sides. Exactly, and I'll tell you what though, I think. Uh, Jimmy and I think Sean would interject into the same message. How do I tell my guys to vote? Because, like I said, right now I'm looking down a wide in a row. If I go to the right, I turn around and see one party that wants to kill the union labor. And I see the other party that wants to kill my industry. So what do I do? Because, you know, when I get on that floor at my meetings, I'm not for gay rights. I'm not for social rights. I'm not for anything. I'm for basically keeping good-paying jobs, labor-friendly candidates going for, for the state of Pennsylvania, whatever we got to do. Right, and what and you're saying is it, it, it's not that you have anything against any, anybody else's issues, but your issue is working people and keeping your members working. And by the way, oh, yeah. while you're doing it, we're keeping an industry alive that's helping hundreds of thousands, you know, millions, of, uh, millions of people in our state, millions of people in our states. You know, exactly. If, and I work and, in and, most plants around this country. And like I said, it's, I like to hunt. I like to fish. I like to do everything, camp and everything. And we need a clean planet, but we have to work together. And like I said, I'm going to turn it over to my colleagues. We only have a couple minutes left. Hey, Joe, I'd yeah. just like to say one thing. Uh, building Trades President in New Jersey, Billy Mullen, says it well. All we do is build. And he Absolutely. says it always. And we're not looking for handouts. We're looking for opportunities. We despise handouts. We want an opportunity to feed our families. That's all we're asking for. And keep our state with with a good uh, energy source. I mean, let's let's be real about that. We're you know we're we're providing good paying jobs. We're working our butts off. Our members are making America run. And at the same time, uh, we're, we don't want to get our, our the wool pulled over our eyes uh, for clean energy. That's not in the best interest of our sta- of, of our citizens. Um, Sean, you, you know, give you a couple a couple minutes before we rock and roll. 
Yeah, hey, I would just like to say, listen, the Boilermakers are environmentally conscious. We awesome. have the answer. It's carbon capture. Guys, They're doing I'm, carbon capture. Guys, I want to thank you guys so much for being on the broadcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Saturday Night with, Live with Philby Labor. It's been a Boilermakers Union special. Thanks so much for listening. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC-47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia, live from the Malamut and Associates Law.